Yeah, a lot of people before the interview, a lot of people are always bothered about, hey, you know what, should I, you know, do this or do that? But I always like telling people, hey, it's not live. But you being a musician, you definitely understand. So welcome to another edition of the Culture Class Podcast, the podcast where we get to interact with people from different backgrounds and get to learn about other cultures. So why did I start this podcast? Before I go ahead and introduce my guests, I think I've had a lot of listeners over the past, you know, year or so but the podcast has been around for you know three and a half years I mean I grew up in a military family Uh, I did a bunch of traveling or I have done a bunch of traveling in my life I've met people from different backgrounds and I used to live in Washington DC as well where it was a pretty international city where people from different countries would come and I had all these friends from all over the world and that's kind of like why I just started the podcast just talking to people from all over the place I say that to say that the person we have on the podcast today, man, like, uh, I'm sure your passport is like this thick, because <laughs> you've probably, <laughs> you've probably done a lot of traveling yourself, and you have a pretty interesting perspective when it comes to culture, if I do say so myself. So welcome to the podcast, Philomena Croce. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Did I get the pronunciation of your name right? Philomena Croce. Is that correct? Croce. Yes. Okay. That's Croce. Correct. Okay. I have to do the R a little bit louder. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's talk about that name. Where are you from? That's such an interesting name. Uh, thank you. I'm from Italy, from the south of Italy. And actually, this is something interesting when I uh, say it, uh, that. Italians don't like my name. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's true. They, they consider it very uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, that's Croce. the right word. Old-fashioned. So word. actually, Filomena. They consider it very old-fashioned and like it's not very used. Like in the new newer generations, it's more for older generations yeah does does that mean your parents were old school like your dad was uh you know one of these guys that you know were set in his ways and you know kind of like named his daughter or what's the story behind you still having an old-fashioned name um well the story behind it is that in italy until not very long ago well there still is but it is much less than how it was before um there is this tradition of uh naming uh, a child after their grandparents mm. um so i have two siblings so we are three and my my sister and my brother they took the the names of from my father's side because that's the order of course first the father's side mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and then the mother's side so i I could have taken my grandfather's side or my grandmother's side. Uh, so, I, of course, I'm a woman, so <laughs> I took my grandmother's name. But, yeah, the, the story behind it is that, yeah, it's uh, just this tradition. But it's not that used anymore. Like, people now name their children as they please. <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, and my, in, in my family, uh, I am the only one that's named after my grandmother because Wait, does that mean everyone has different last names or are these like your middle names or something like that no no i mean my first name your I'm first name about. oh yeah talk about philomena yes 
Got it, got it, got it. Okay, that makes sense. You know, it's interesting to see how a lot of cultures have a lot of similarities because I was talking to someone from Ethiopia and they have the exact same thing. Like they take their grandparents first day and that's how, that's kind of like how it goes. So like, we're not so different after all, right? But when you say you're from the Southern part of Italy, like tell me about it. Like what town, like where are you from? Like what's it called? And is that where you grew up or you are just from there and you grew up somewhere else? Uh, no, I'm from there and I grew up there. I lived there for 22 years, well, almost 23. Um, and well, I'm from uh, the south of Italy, from uh, a region that it's called Apulia in English. Puglia, it's in Italian. Oh, I, I know you someone know from Puglia. Yeah, but it, it is a very beautiful place. And uh, yeah, I'm from the coast on the on the Adriatic coast uh, so I come from by the sea <laughs> that's nice. really but I cannot swim so that's also interesting <laughs> of is, that, me. is there a famous person from Puglia like uh, like a, f- a footballer you know Gattuso or Perlo or someone from the Italian team that's popular that's uh, from that region well there is um, a famous athlete uh, but it is uh, he has passed away. I don't remember when. Uh, Pietro Menea. That's actually from my city, from my hometown. My hometown's name is Barletta. Barletta. And it's yeah, Barletta, and it is pretty famous, uh, at least nationally, or <laughs> for the countries that were involved at the time, because. Uh, there was a famous uh, battle in 1503 mm. uh, between where well, there were Italians and there were Spanish and French. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty famous because it happened nearby Barletta. So for because of the place, then um, it's uh, it's famous and it, it it's still remembered like nowadays. There are like parades. Well, probably not right now because of COVID. Right. <laughs> Always COVID. <laughs> right. That's pretty interesting. I love the way like you roll your R's. I think that's an Italian thing. And you're currently living, yes. you're currently in Mexico. So I guess like you should fit right in, right? Because like speaking Spanish <laughs> over there, they roll their R's as well. Like when you were saying Barletta, I was like, okay. Barletta. Yeah, I, I do roll my R's. Well, because that's an Italian thing. Yeah. Um, does, we, does that mean you're, uh, you're fitting in the in, in Mexico right now? Like try to speak Spanish and also rolling your R's type thing? Uh, yeah, I speak. Well, I try at least to speak Spanish. I studied Spanish at school for oh, wow. three years. Uh, so coming here to Mexico, I um, I was not worried about the language, really. Well, it, it has been, you know, long ago that I, I stopped uh studying when I was like 19 uh, because well after high school I I've never needed to speak Spanish to anyone uh, so you know you just stop talking yeah. <laughs> and you don't practice anymore um, but then now it's it's so useful like I realize <laughs> that it's so useful because I can just talk to people and of course I forgot a lot of things because it was very long ago uh, like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I, I did not count. Right. <laughs> but, um, but still, I, I still remember a lot as well. And I do pick 
things around from what people say or uh, you know, if I see signs and I read something, then I uh, I pick up words. So um, even though I I cannot say everything that I would like to say, of course, mm-hmm. uh, I still I am still able to have conversations uh, with Got people. It. I yeah. should revise past tenses though, because those I don't really remember them. Right, much. right. Plus, you speak really good English as well. Like growing up in Puglia, like this is a coast town. Like, did you always have this like need for adventure and uh, yeah, yeah, learning Spanish? And you, you're a musician now. You're like you're traveling all, all over the place. Did you always have that urge to like get out and see the world? Like, what informed you doing all these things? Well, I I think. My English teacher, when I was at the elementary school, elementary school um, she already told me that she loved my pronunciation. So I still remember that. So my pronunci- pronunciation, I, um, it was kind of like this anyway already. Uh, so I, I've never had a very strong accent. Italians usually have a very strong accent. But actually, I have learned to speak like as I am speaking right now, like fluently, uh, much later, uh, actually, because Italians don't really speak any language, usually, <laughs> other than Italian. <laughs> only, only Italian, right. Yeah, usually. Well, of course, maybe the, you know, the new generation is, um, things are changing a little bit, but mm-hmm. my generation, it, yeah, or, or the previous ones, right? no one could speak or can uh speak other languages other than italian in general is, is italian generalize is italian <laughs> i don't want to get different... anyone offended or anything no it's fine like is italian different from sicilian like you grew up on the coast like what's the difference well yeah because that's that's not italian <laughs> sicilian that they have their own uh well, they, sicily is italy mm-hmm. but well, i mean um in italy there are a lot of dialects like everywhere you go, there is a different dialect. Mm-hmm. So in Barletta, there is a specific dialect as well that is different from a dialect that's, you know, from a city actually next to it. Maybe you can understand some things, but many things you don't. We speak different dialects uh, as well, but we all speak Italian, of course, because that's Got what it. they teach us. Um, that makes sense. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so why music? I mean, you know, you, you, you became a musician, like you're in Mexico currently, but you've been to all over the place. You've been to Brazil, Germany, uh, you lived in Rotterdam for a while, the UK, Denmark, Belgium, Slovenia, Ireland, all these places. Like, why a traveling musician? And, and what let's talk about like your crowd for a little bit, like what style of music do you make? And, and why do you decide to like, kind of like, live that road life type thing? um well uh the the genre of music that i sing um is mainly brazilian music so that's why brazil oh, wow. and jazz music but actually i'm i like to think of myself as a quite uh, versatile mm. artist so actually i just sing whatever um uh, 
I mean, you need to have work, right? So right. if you sing more uh, genres of music, then you have more work uh, as well. So I've sang also, you know, EDM music, for example, uh, Tomorrowland, Belgium. Tomorrowland is a very famous... Uh, That's a festival in Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah, in Belgium. Well, I think they also do it in Brazil because I saw it uh, like on the internet. Uh, but the very famous one is the one uh, in Belgium. And I sang twice for them. Uh, one, well, both in 2000, uh, yeah, 2019, one in July and one in October. So one was in Belgium, uh, like the, the real festival. And uh, yeah, it was uh, an orchestral performance, like one of the best moments of my life, oh, wow. <laughs> of course. And then the other one was in October for the anniversary, the 15th anniversary of Tomorrowland, but that was uh, at the Zigodom Arena in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And uh, I sang also with an orchestra, but with, uh, with the Metropole Orchestra, uh, which is an orchestra that has one several uh, Grammy Awards uh, and we supported DJs uh, Armin van Buren, Tiesto, Steve Aoki. Wait aren't uh, those EDM DJs or... Tiesto? Sorry? Aren't those like EDM DJs like Tiesto and, and, and the likes? Yeah they are EDM DJs and so they like just, we supported not, them at the yeah, it's, it's blowing my mind. You, you were talking about singing with an orchestra and singing with an EDM DJ. Is that the range that you see yourself and you're singing Brazilian music and you're singing all these type of things? <laughs> like, what genre would you say speaks to you the most? And if you were to classify yourself, like most of your material are in this type of genre of music? Uh, probably Brazilian music because that's what I. Mm, so like soca or what was genre in brazil uh bossa nova and samba samba ah really wow yeah, you grew up but... in Korea, but you're singing samba that's a, like blowing <laughs> my mind right now like your affinity for culture like learning english living in all these places singing a genre that's like kind of like foreign to you is there a connection there somehow like did you grow up like reading books about other places or did you just stumble into culture or maybe you experienced something as a kid and you were like look i just want to see what else <laughs> out there like what's the connection when I was a kid, I, I was not thinking about traveling that much, really. No, I was not. I was not. I probably, I, I didn't even have, I didn't have it clear mm. uh, what I was going to do, I guess. Um, yeah, everything started actually quite late for me, I guess. And in my, in my like very early 20s, um, because then I started traveling when I was 22. Mm -hmm. uh, and well, the connection was I, I did my bachelor's in Italy, in Bari, which is very close to Barletta, it's like one hour by train. Yeah, I was doing jazz voice there. And well, one of my teachers introduced me to Brazilian music. So that's how uh, I got in contact uh, with it. Nice. And then I decided after I graduated that I did not want to do my master's in Italy. I really wanted to, to do my master's, but not in Italy. Not in Italy. Is that Somewhere common? Else. Do people go outside for their master's or that's not so common? 
not many people stay in Italy. It's just, I didn't, but I didn't want to. <laughs> Makes sense. I wanted to go somewhere else. So what happened is um, that uh, a, like an acquaintance of one of my friends um, was studying in the Netherlands music. Uh, so he got us in contact and we talked and well, I looked it up. I looked it up schools in, in like universities uh, in the Netherlands. Well, music education is better there. So I was like, yeah, I'm going oh. there. And to do that, actually, uh, well, I, I, still, I still was not fluent in English. Um, and what I did was like, okay, what can I do? Because the course, the master course uh, in the Netherlands was in English, right? Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, because otherwise it would have been in Dutch. <laughs> it right, was right. a little bit intimidating, I guess. Um, so I thought the best thing that I can do is just to move to England or to the UK in general, mm -hmm. uh, practice, learn, and then go. <laughs> And that's okay. what I did. You moved to a country Basically. just to practice the language. <laughs> that must be an interesting, interesting reason to move to a country and, and, and England of all places. Uh, amongst all this. Yeah, well, because that was the closest one. And uh, well, well that makes I sense. could have gone to Ireland as well. Right. But I decided for the UK. I went to Ireland, but only for a very short, short period of short period. time. But I loved it. I really loved Ireland, especially what? the seals. That I <laughs> the seals in Ireland. Yes, there was mean, this little by the water? village. Yes, they were so cute. I went to this village like especially for the seals. But, but you grew like, up I on the coast as well, cute. like on the coast of Puglia. There were there weren't too many seals out there. No, there were no seals. There <laughs> no no seals, seals at all. Puglia. Okay, that makes no. sense. That that makes sense. But you can see a lot of jellyfish if you like. Right. But... <laughs> What's, no. what's been the memorable uh, place, like the top two, three places, memorable for you, you know, not just in general, that, oh, based on the things maybe you saw, or the food you ate, or the people you met, out of all these countries you've lived in, what, what have been like the memorable places you've been in? Uh, yeah, it can be anything then, also food, everything. Uh, oh, man, that's difficult. <laughs> It is the what, what, what comes to mind? What comes to mind first? Don't worry, they're still going to allow you performing shows in the other countries. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one that gets offended here. <laughs> right. Um, well, I I have to say, like, one of the first things that comes to mind for sure is guacamole. Uh, since I'm here in Mexico, <laughs> mm, there we go. I, I love it, and you know, I found out uh, you've never eaten guacamole until you've eaten it here it's 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 that good here i um i used to eat it when i was in the netherlands but of course of course it's a completely different story I bet. I bet. when i ate it here i was like what is this in in other places it's like no this is the thing so that's uh that's that's something and mexico also like is is really beautiful. I am uh, currently in Puerto Vallarta, uh, which is a touristic uh, city uh, in the um, uh, east, uh, uh, 
west, sorry, <laughs> on the west coast uh, of Mexico. And, and yeah, it's so beautiful. And the thing, I cannot swim, but I love the sea. I love the mm. ocean and I love the sea. So for me, actually, one of like most of my best memories that don't involve singing, mm. uh, so just about the places, involve water. Uh, I think, well, it reminds me of home somehow, mm. the smell. The smell nice. reminds me of home, I guess. Uh, because it's the same smell that I smell here and then I could smell <laughs> Back uh, on, uh, um, at home yeah. and um, yeah or well in Rotterdam there was also like my favorite place there uh, just uh, by the Erasmus Bridge it was like the landmark one of the landmarks of Rotterdam it's a very famous bridge um, um, on the canal like actually it's a river but it's full of canals <laughs> the Netherlands yeah. i'm sure i'm sure rotterdam yeah. has a lot of like rivers and stuff because they have one of the biggest ports in the world like i'm, I'm yes in logistics they do. and you know you always hear about the port of rotterdam it's like kind of like one of the major ports in the whole yeah. year yes yes how long when last did you go back home how long have you been? Uh, actually, quite recently. Oh, okay. Uh, before coming to Mexico, because uh, I thought, you know, well, first of all, I had to take all my stops back from the Netherlands, so that was <laughs> useful. Um, and well, I I thought that coming to Mexico, I don't know when I'm going back you know oh wow so there indefinitely i take advantage of it now right no i don't know <laughs> well i i will go back at some point of course right i don't know maybe in the summer or maybe later i i really don't know but the thing is since i don't know um i thought to you know take advantage of being still in europe and go home and see my family um and everything you know but then nice. uh, i went home and then i went to france because i had a concert in paris uh amazing by the way sold mm. out like <laughs> yes like after covid it's like very refreshing to to have that nice uh, and then i went back to the netherlands again because i had um the the premiere of um my album even though it didn't come out yet it has just come out today <laughs> um it was just you know a premiere like a debut debut because i i um i really wanted to have a concert before leaving the netherlands so i was like okay this is going to be it nice uh, and then I came here after my uh, debut concerts. Nice for, for my album. Nice. What's the name of your album? Where can people find it? Is this your debut album? And what's the theme of the album? Like, what was the story you were trying to paint that you hope people resonate with? So yeah, the title of the album is "Love Will Come Back." Love and, will come well, back. Love where, is... where did love go? It's been gone. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes we feel it does but it always come back it comes back afterwards <laughs> nice nice 
So why? Uh, love love is not always a continuous feeling. That's what you're trying to say. I hope a lot of couples are listening to this. You can't be in cloud nine every single second of the day. Sometimes it goes away, but that's when you think about other things that make you guys together. But I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> no worries. You can you can talk, of course. Um, so yeah, as you probably got from the name, it talks about love, uh, but actually not only romantic love it talks about actually mainly self-love mm. so i wrote this album uh during a moment of you know personal growth uh so i wanted to well it's not even that i wanted to include uh, you know powerful empowering messages it just came automatically it's, mm -hmm. i was just writing about it because in that moment I was really feeling uh, those, you know, very powerful uh, and positive uh, messages. Um, so for example, Love Will Come Back, it does not talk about romantic love, like that song itself, which is, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's the name of the album and the name of one of the songs. Um, but, you know, it talks about loving yourself so much that you can uh, walk away from painful situations wow. uh, with a smile. Wow. So, Is that related to yeah. some personal experience? Well, yes. <laughs> well, when I write, uh, when I write, it's always very personal. Mm. So I write, yeah, about my feelings or things that have happened. You know, yeah. yeah so I yeah that, that's like a I, true artist writing about her experiences type thing have you always dated have you ever dated a non-italian before uh, <laughs> yes I was in a relationship with a Dutch uh, man when oh I was with a Dutch man Netherlands. okay I'm not yes. gonna cause any and I'm not gonna cause what happened in 1503 to ask who's better so the, you know the Netherlands and Italy doesn't go at it but <laughs> Well, it's so interesting to see you've been open, you know, talking about self-love, like, you know, we, we live in a world that's so polarizing today, right? Like, um, you know, self-love is one thing, but loving your neighbor or, you know, tolerating your neighbor, it's another thing, you know, having respect for each other. Like everyone just has this divide and you know, social media has made it worse, you know, it's either via race or via class or here in the US via political ideology. So you have the Democrats and the Republicans and all that's good stuff. Like in your travels, what are some of the things you've seen being practiced by certain cultures that you feel that, oh, if more people in the world adopt this, maybe there'll be a better fostering of understanding. Like, you know, some cultures have uh, the habit of, you know, coming together and sitting by the fire, you know, to talk about their issues. Or what are some of those things in some countries you've been to that you say, oh, wow, this is a different way how people bond, how people do things. Maybe if the world adopted more of this, uh, we can be less polarizing than we are today. Yeah, so you mean like differences in culture, like in people, people's behaviors, maybe. Uh, yeah, behaviors, uh, you know, group thinking, whatever it is, something that you just saw, like a, a phenomenon that you just said, oh, that's a pretty interesting interesting thing and, and it might you know if it's more widespread maybe it might be good for the earth type thing uh and this is a difficult question actually mm. well in, in general uh well if i think in the netherlands or here in mexico 
um, it, it has been more difficult for me to make friends in the Netherlands uh, than it is here in Mexico. Like here, mm. I immediately made friends. People, people are a lot uh, more outgoing in, in Mexico. Sorry? People are a lot more welcoming in Mexico. Yeah, I feel that they are uh, more friendly. I still don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it, it was more difficult for me to, to make friends uh, in the Netherlands. And well, when I arrived in the Netherlands, I didn't speak any Dutch. Um, here, I speak a little bit of Spanish, but still it's not like speaking, speaking it like fluently, like a native speaker, uh, right? So there still is some uh, language barrier. But um, despite of that, uh, I could feel that, uh, you know, with uh, Mexican people, um, still they, they are more willing to, I don't know, include you or something mm. like that. With, with Dutch people, they are more like, I don't know how to, <laughs> to say it. <laughs> more accommodating more yeah yeah i mean i'm nigerian and you know i'm from southern nigeria and you know a lot of people where i come from in nigeria end up emigrating to europe but not a lot of them come to the u.s like i did so you know spain belgium even in italy uh you have a bunch of nigerians and it will always be the same thing it might be a european thing uh but mexico i guess you know like you said you know that whole warmth family everyone together do things together and this doesn't make uh, this doesn't make uh people from the netherlands bad i think it's just a cultural no, thing no. where it's more like independence more so yeah yes, uh compared exactly. to like communal living you know uh, in, in parts like mexico but um let's do a language lesson man what can you teach us in italian for someone like me you know this nigerian dude what are one or two like if i meet an italian girl at the bar you know i can say hello how are you you might know someone from puglia you know type of thing well yeah you can say like hi hi how are you you can say ciao come stai ciao okay yes come stai come stai Yes. Did I get that? Come stai? Yes, you got that. So that's how are you? Okay, ciao. Come stai? Okay. And then you can introduce yourself. My name is, and you can say, il mio nome è, or mi chiamo. Mi chiamo, that's easier, actually. Mi chiamo, nosa? Yes. Come stai? Mi chiamo, nosa? I, I feel like I exactly. need to add the, add the access, not nosa, nosa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, that's uh that's really good oh that's pretty interesting ciao come stai mi chiamo nosa okay i have that i have that one on lock i'll try to remember that one but what what is left for you you know um as far as you know maybe professionally in your career or maybe personally in life you know what what do you want to come back or what would you like to get to uh, what is there for Philomena like in the future? So what I see in my future or what I hope to see in my future. Hey, speak it, speak um, it and it will happen, man. Yes, that's true, right? Uh, I actually believe in that. Um, well, I would still like, of course, to keep singing, like never stop singing. 
um, still, you know, seeing new places, visiting new places, uh, then, yeah, I would like to get married as well. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, do, do, do you have like a dream location for the wedding? Do you want to give that away? It'll be by the water somewhere or you want to get married back in your hometown? How do you think that's going to look like? Actually, I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> You're open for whatever. So far as with the right person, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's the most important thing because I found out it's not easy to find the right person. Tell me about so, it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So first, first that. Yeah, and then we think about the wedding afterwards. <laughs> interesting, interesting. That does. You have a very introspective. Maybe it's uh, maybe that name that you have, Croce. Uh, everyone says old fashioned. Maybe it's the spirit of that name that's making you. Uh, it's uh, you know... it's Filomena that is old fashioned. It's not. Oh, it's, Phil oh, it's not Croce. Is the is my surname. So I mean, people oh. cannot really choose their surnames. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, so Filomena, like maybe that's the spirit of that name that's you know making you wise beyond your years to think about all these things that you know most people don't necessarily think about, but. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing a bit of your culture um, with me. Um, how do we close out the show? Do you want to say thank you to the guests, maybe promote your album? Do you want to speak some Italian? Do you have questions for me? How do you want to wrap this up? <laughs> uh, first of all, well, thank you, Nosa, for inviting me. And then thank you for the people that are going to listen to the podcast. And go on spotify digital platforms in general like deezer apple music and you can find me filomena croce love will come back listen to my songs they are really beautiful Do most, it. Def <laughs> most definitely and we're gonna have a link to her spotify page on the show notes uh, so if you guys want to click that as well, you know, you can take you straight to a page and you can enjoy, especially if you felt that love as, you know, maybe taking a walk, you know, you can probably listen to her music and, you know, it'll come back type thing. So thank you so much, Filomena mm -hmm. Croce. And uh, thank you, Nosa. We look forward to you doing great things. Uh, glad that we could be a part of your story for 45 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to see you again <laughs> uh, most definitely i mean mexico is right there so if you ever if you ever feel the need like i mean the u.s is not like the best of places but if you ever feel the need to step into the u.s let me know maybe i'll maybe i'll come to a performance or something yes i hope to have some performances that's also why i'm so close to the u.s because i would like to come to the u.s as well dope 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 all right, Philomena, till next time. Oh, do you want to drop like your social medias for people to connect with you? Uh, yeah, the link or... Yeah, just what, what's your handle on social media? Is it just uh, Philomena Croce everywhere or you have... Uh, yeah, just hand? Philomena Croce. No, I don't have an artist name. My name, my real name is my artist name because people have to know who I am, right? <laughs> A true artist. I like it. I love it. I love it. All right, guys, it's been another episode of Culture Class Podcast. Uh, you can find Culture Class Podcast everywhere um, on social media. It's cultureclasspodcast.com. Uh, this, when will this come out? I'm not sure. When this comes out, we'll probably would be at pod break or maybe just about going to pod break. Uh, I probably will release the dedicated episode about that. But thank you so much, Philomena, and I wish you all the best. Bye.
Thank you. Thank you. The best to you as well.